0: I made more functional yet less menacing spiders with an erector set. I'm Sam. A fear of heights leads to an elevator
1: climax for the ages. I'm Tucker, and this is Runaway on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about
0: you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey look at me! <laughs> Thrill me.
1: If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many
0: rights, you're going to beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello, and welcome to Stinker Madness, the bad movie podcast for bad movie lovers. I am your host, Sam, and with me this week and next week is Tucker. How are you, Tucker? Doing good, Sam. Thanks for having me back. Yes, we, there's, there's talk, there's wind of, uh, you know, three ways coming with Justin's getting ready to like be on the podcast more regularly, but I told him that we're going to give it a couple weeks because I don't want to have to do any work because I work a regular job this week. We have 1984's runaway directed by one Michael Crichton. Give me your thoughts on one Michael Crichton, Tucker. Um,
1: my, most of my Michael Crichton experience is cinematic. I have only read Jurassic park. Um, so, but I've seen a lot of the movies and they're fun. And, um, uh, my my wife reads a lot of, or read a lot of Michael Crichton. She's a big fan. What do you think of Jurassic Park? I love Jurassic Park. I think it's a great I mean, time. The book versus the movie, because there's a lot of differences. Oh. I don't even know if I could tell you the differences anymore. Oh. I read it around the same time and I was, you know, 14, 15. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a real page ago. turner,
0: though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember flying through it. That's the thing, is that I will now admit that I'm, I guess I would call myself a giant fan of Michael Crichton because I own most of his movies and I have all of his books within about four feet of me. I haven't read the pirate one yet. Ah. Kind of worried because it was published posthumously and that State of Fear wasn't so much a novel as it was a man pissed off about the science involved with uh, climate change. Hmm. It was, like, supposed to have been a novel in there, and it was, like, was it that, was a page-turner. Was
1: that unfinished? No. Bef- no, that uh, one
0: was done before he died. That one was done before he died Uh, the, of lung cancer because he smoked, like, a chimney, <laughs> even though he was a medical doctor. Well, more power you know, to a him. Medical do-
1: he was frustrated with that, that science, was- too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was. I, I don't know that he was really, you know, against that science. He's just, uh. Ooh, those Marlboro Reds, come <laughs> come to daddy. I understand, I understand. Yeah. I still have the feelings.
1: It's been three years, but I still have the feelings.
0: Uh, yeah, it's been almost nine for me. Nice. But, yeah. I I'm did, like, uh, oh
1: man, that'd be great if I could just go back to doing that right now. I always think that. I, it's not even that I have like a physical pull to it or anything anymore. It's just that I'm like still like yeah, it's totally like awesome. I love doing it. It was my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. I would go back in a second if I didn't have blood pressure problems and whatnot. Hmm. Yeah,
0: my girlfriend still smokes, and so every once in a while I'll be like, "You should let me have a puff of that." And she's like, "No, you'll start smoking again." I'm like, "Trust me," <laughs> and I'll do it. And the thing is, one puff after you've quit long enough, uh-huh. you're like. This is fucking disgusting. (laughs) Nice. How did I do this? Well, if the cravings
1: get real bad, I'll get a puff from someone.
0: Cure me. Well, I also have the tobacco pouches. So I didn't quit. or not tobacco, Mm. but nicotine pouches and then the gun and the lozenges. So I've never really been able to kick nicotine. But I did quit smoking. And by all accounts, the methods I use now for absorption are... A thousand times more healthy than cigarettes, oh. even though they might still be somewhat dangerous. Good enough. Uh, back to Michael Crichton. Yes, director, chain author, smoker, chain smoker, uh, medical doctor, mm-hmm. <laughs> skeptic, director of Westworld. That and producer because he produced ER was his it was his gig. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, forgot about that. He does a lot of accurate predictions, and it really, it's fun. And like, people are always talking about. It. I'm like, oh yeah, like you, this guy's so smart, and these books are so amazing. And I'm like, I don't really read these because I think the guys a super genius. They're just they're just page turners. They're real fun reads. Um, yeah and a lot of the stuff that he is accurately accurately predicting is just because of he had a research team and you can get when he's seeing this stuff mm-hmm. the prototypes and the designs are out there and it's like he's just kind of grabbing onto stuff that's going to be like this is going to work the one thing however mm-hmm. that he consistently latches onto that has never materialized yet is lasers he has a hard on for lasers who doesn't
1: it was just the air okay. man, every lasers everywhere. Lasers were the shit. They are awesome, I guess. They just <laughs> you don't seen real
0: genius. Yeah. The whole movie's about lasers. I mean, they do stuff that's cool. Like robots I guess well I'll save robots for a minute, but like robots use them to see. And lasers are functional and they're used every day. Yeah. You mean they like just laser aren't guns? guns? Laser guns. Yeah, laser yeah. guns. Yeah, everyone wanted those though. Everyone assumed that's where we were going. And at the same time, they are dangerous. So it's like, no, it's not a gun, but if you use a laser pointer in someone's eye, you might blind them. It's the closest so... we've
1: come to the dream being being <laughs> realized. <laughs> and cuz we've all just dreamed of being able to like hurt or kill someone with a laser.
0: That's been the dream uh, for 50 years now. <laughs> I'll put your eye out with this thing and later I will cause my cat PTSD (laughs) because apparently that's a thing that you can do with a laser pointer too is give, there's feline psychology as a thing and they have (sighs) determined (sighs) without a a shadow of a doubt that making your cat chase the laser pointer will give it post-traumatic stress disorder because they can't catch the the red Mm. dot and it just, it's not good for feline psychology. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't know about that
1: one <laughs> Didn't know about that one I thought yeah. feline psychology p- Consisted of pfft, Like pretty much just a scoff And a shrug Yeah like, They don't give a shit If you give them something don't. to jump around about They will and then they'll Not care about you again
0: Yeah they're, they don't care about anything Apparently they realize how awesome Lasers are yeah. And then they are completely psychologically deconstructed by the fact that they can't get that laser in their paws. Yeah, they just come undone completely. Yeah, they can't. Handle Absolutely. It. You want to
1: break your cat's brain.
0: Bust out a laser pointer.
1: Michael Crichton never cover that?
0: No, I don't think so. I don't know if he like kitty cats or not. I don't know that about him. Uh, hmm. This movie accurately predicts a lot of things. robots. The robots themselves and I'll get to this in a second. Uh, social media, voice input, drones, tablets, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hands-free headsets, and an odd one, because Mm. in 1984, standard issue police weapons were still revolvers. This movie accurately predicts that the police force will adopt semi-automatic weapons.
1: Huh. I, I mean, other, it was pretty shortly after that, that at least other movies had, uh, cops carrying like, uh. 45s or whatever, those are semi automatic, right? Like, yes, like uh, like lethal weapon, um, rigs carries a 45, carries right? A 1911, yeah, and
0: 1911, then uh, um, 45,
1: you know, John McClane. So it was just a few years later that they were at least portraying it in movies that that was somewhat standard issue, but it was also portrayed as the, the, the new guy because Murtaugh had the revolver and Uh lots of old timers carry those rigs says so yep yeah they were they were probably saw Runaway and they were like oh it's fucking cool Uh
0: (laughs) uh-huh nobody else did though because this movie returned 6.7 million against 8
1: yeah but it was on HBO so like people saw it because I saw it you know oh so lots of people saw it that
0: way I didn't see it until I was like 27
1: oh really oh
0: yeah, I didn't know yeah. it existed.
1: It was in that sweet spot where my uh, where my stepdad got HBO, so I, I got to just watch whatever came out. And that was that was one of them.
0: I feel like one of the reasons why he gets out of directing movies is because of there's so many compromises that have to be made when making a film, especially with someone else's money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the look of these robots is more of a compromise than he was willing to make, because the writing was on the wall that things were going to get smaller, not bigger by this point. Right. But the movie people are like, oh, the the, the idiots at the box office don't don't get that. So you got to make these boxy robots on wheels. And it's like, Plus, no, that's never going to happen.
1: We have all these leftover models from Chopping Mall.
0: We got them for a bargain basement price. <laughs> I don't think Wynorski gives up his models. He <laughs> okay, keeps everything. He's a hoarder. Ah. He hoards other people's shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that and then you know the, this and the Burt Reynolds movie. After that, it which one? They is didn't that, return very Claude? well. Looker didn't return very well. What's the Burt um, Reynolds one?
1: I forget the name. I just looked up his filmography. I've already forgot what that movie was called. I don't think I've seen it.
0: Physical evidence with oh, Burt yeah. Reynolds and
1: and Teresa Russell and Ned Beatty. Yeah. All right, huh? Have you seen that?
0: No, I haven't. That's one of the only ones I haven't seen because I just don't really, for whatever reason, the lawyer movies don't do it for me. All
1: right, that's fair. I mean, it's not exactly what you'd expect from Crichton anyway. I don't. I don't. No. You know, that's what you go
0: to John Grisham for. <laughs> sure. For grabbing pot novelists here. I and then speaking of Grisham, I maybe it's Tom or Tom Cruises that does it to me. We've we've discussed uh, my distaste of the Tom Cruises. Oh, that's right. Um I feel like the last time that I really like was at a theater, I think I saw both Officer and a Gentleman and the Pelican Brief at the theater, and I'm like Lawyer action blows. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think those are like real
1: standout examples either.
0: Isn't the Pelican Brief like the other, the officer or not officer and gentleman, uh, the one with uh, you can't handle oh, the truth? Good what the men, fuck is that good men. That's like the gold standard for lawyer movies, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, that's
1: probably one that people like a lot, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, you you got a Tom Cruise thing, so you can't accurately judge that one. And the Pelican Brief, that's eh, not that good. Yeah, it's not. Uh, but you're back right. to it's, the sort of it's few and far between that are really good.
0: <laughs> uh, beyond the financials of this movie causing him to exit, and the compromises where, like, when he writes his novels, he just gets to do whatever the hell he wants. So he's like, I'm just going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll make a bunch of cash on ER and also all of my books that sold bazillions. Uh, the cast all loved him, I guess. Tom, Tom Selleck worked with him twice. He worked with him on the movie Coma earlier in 1978.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen that uh,
0: one. Kirstie Alley claimed that he's like the director's director. Like, if you're an actor and you're not giving it, he's going to get it out of you. Which I found surprising, because I always, I was always thought that he was a little bit more concerned with the look of things. How did you, how did you like the way this was shot? Um, I didn't find it too.
1: I liked it. It looked. I like the uh, widescreen kind of um, aspect ratio that he used. I always liked that frame, but I didn't feel like it did anything really innovative with it or anything. It was just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jinx had a good, uh, point. She said she felt like this was a, um, a futuristic, slightly futuristic yet
0: early episode of Blue Bloods. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was pretty accurate. Speaking of Tom Selleck, I think the failure of this film and the disaster financially, even though it's another movie that I really like a lot, uh, Quigley Down Under, Mm. is just forces him back into TV. Like, he's just in TV because of those movies. Yeah. And, uh.
1: A lot of TV movies, right? Like that, he has that whole series of
0: stone, whatever, stone cold. Jesse Stone. Yeah. But those are fun. Are those TV movies are just is that like right? Yeah, they're old man Justice. And I <laughs> they might not be good and they might not be fun at all, but uh what's the youngest Baldwin? Stephen Baldwin? Yeah. The one that's a real real maniac. Uh-huh. The first Jesse Stone movie. Is just like Tom Selleck in a pair of jeans, and he goes up to Stephen Baldwin in like the first 10 minutes and just kicks him right in the nuts.
1: Oh, this sounds like a good movie.
0: I know. And I'm like, I don't really care what happens with this Jesse Stone bullshit after this point. I'm in. (laughs) All 20 of them. I'm watching them all. (laughs) I think I'm on five. I don't know. They all blend together. This is an old man running around kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> My bucket list just got a little longer. <laughs> I'll mention the other actors as we get into it. We should just get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Jerry Goldsmith's first all synth score. Oh, I think he's only might be. Yeah. Or do, yeah. And I was going to mention that. Good job. Did you know what it was on? No. Yamahas, Ah. which are sort of kind of renowned at being the weakest voicings of all synthesizers. So they probably put some cash into the budget of this movie. Yeah. They have a really uh, sort of... My dad has a Yamaha and he a couple of them. So... That were the higher end ones that were out with the Rolands and and all of the profits and all of those. And it, it just didn't have the bass. The bass was not there mm. on those Yamahas. Did you like the score? I was okay with it until the end of the credits when it said that the sound was done by Yamahas. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know it was Goldsmith. So I'm like, who the fuck can get that out of a Yamaha? And right. they're like, oh, <laughs> fucking Jerry Goldsmith. That's fucking who. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't find the, any
1: like memorable themes to emerge out of it, but I like the I like the feel of it. But I, you know, anything made in 1984 with a synth score is gonna hit my sweet spot on some level. So,
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah, or any other year, like in that era, I sometimes yeah. will. <laughs> I have a little uh, MIDI, and it's, I've got a bunch of soft synths from the old 70s synths, the Prophets and the Ampegs and all that. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, I'll have a little too much to drink, and I just, like, mash it and make sounds and go into space. Wow. It's pretty rad. Nice. Yeah. 100 bucks. Well spent. All it cost. Yeah. Speaking of, this movie starts out, Computers!
1: That's my computer sounds. And then you're like
0: robots. Yeah. You're like this movie skirts the pleasure model completely. Did you notice that? The pleasure model, refresh me. <laughs> the sex bot. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Well these com- these robots are not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> just, they are not. No, they're they're little appliances. They're boxes. They're wallies at best, and not even like they're not that much personality. Just boxes. They, yeah, they're. I mean, do any of them just, have faces or anything like that? Do they try to? They give them like human voices, but that's It's
0: about it. Yeah, right? they, that's about it. There's they're basically Alexa. Alexa's voice on a rolling refrigerator. Yeah. That has like a pincher arm.
1: Yeah. It's human in that it can speak to you and shoot you with a gun, which seems to be pretty ubiquitous quality. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how how I see us in them.
0: (laughs) You go. So you built it so that it could hold a gun, and shoot at you, huh? <laughs> Genius. Mm. You know, the guys over there making those sex robots, they haven't designed it with the ability to yank penises off. Smart. Let's, let,
1: let's let the sex robot people take over.
0: Yeah. I actually had to do a little bit of a dive on this when I was doing my research because I was figuring – I I thought it was really odd that they did – most movies, when you get into the super high-tech stuff, the pleasure model just shows up. Blade Runner, all of it, right? Right, yeah. And – uh, It's always there. Because it's so absent, I was like – Where's robotics at on this? And it's about where it would be. It, like every time there's an advancement in robotics, mm-hmm. there's an advancement in sex robots. Yeah. Terminator
1: missed this too. What if those had been the machines?
0: Terminator, it try doesn't. F- eh. I, there's po- and it's you have to like look at all the Terminator stuff, right? right? That. There's illusions made to sex being an angle to get what the robot wants. Yeah,
1: in three, especially. I just mean, what if those had been the machines that rose up? The sex dolls.
0: <laughs> uh, it, Blade Runner, again, great science fiction. My favorite. Oh, yeah. Pris is a pleasure model. and That's She's right. pissed off about it.
1: Man, I don't know. I think at some point you start missing the point, right?
0: Anyway. Yeah. Ugh. Well, those pleasure models aren't missing the point if you get my drift, because the, <laughs> the wiener points it's in that point. And, yeah. Hit it with the pointy end. Yeah, it has a
1: sharp point on the end. Uh-huh. I don't know what you know about biology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not much. <laughs> uh So there's a robot division and at the police force. Yeah. And we're sort of whisked through a lot of backstory on Tom Selleck's character. Mm. And Tom Selleck is just on screen dripping sex. Yep.
1: With those glasses. Burning a question
0: right now. Is there anybody male or female Mm. other than Tom Selleck that people have just been like if I could be anybody, I'd be that person. Do you? Can you name somebody more Tom Selleck than Tom Selleck?
1: Oh God, no. Tom Selleck is the um, like, he's he's next to the dictionary definition of hunk.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like no, he's like, the he's the the bar. Yeah, he is. The bar. He played basketball at USC. Even I mean, like. Yeah. A man's man, I and even as an old man, even as an old man, yeah, he's still he's still pulling it off. The and then you got like for women, there's the divide. Like half of them, like and I don't know where it is now, but you know, growing up, it was like either Hepburn or Monroe, one or the other, right? Mm. They didn't have like nope, hands down, Tom Selleck. I want to be that guy. Have you seen his mustache?
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, it's the dominant mustache in the culture. And that he's 6'6", and just, like, he's he's got it all, that guy. Yep. Son of a bitch. Yeah, he really is a prick.
0: And <laughs> seems nice. He's not. He's not a prick. Yeah, he's he like, seems, oh, and you're a nice guy? Fuck off, he Tom Selleck. seems nice. And the other Tom, Tom Cruises, is like, Ugh. no, I'm the guy. And Tom Selleck's like, sure you are, little, mm. little buddy. Yeah. Go get Everybody him. Everybody wants get, to be keep me. Running. Pew!
1: That's him running away.
0: (laughs) Did you see me running in my movies, Tom Selleck? Watch this, Tom. Pew. Yep, He's like, "Uh, yeah, I did. I actually played uh, university level sports. Yeah. And he comes flying back by. me, me, Pew. (laughs) That's Tom Cruise. (laughs) I wonder. Does he run because his name is Cruise? They should. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. We got a we got a
1: pitch of fucking Roadrunner movie starring Tom Cruise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as long as it can compete, can compete with the Marvel and DC universe, he'll he'll be in.
1: Oh, totally will. We'll be like, you know the mummy didn't work out, but we got a new thing here.
0: So Cynthia Rhodes is back from previous episode of uh Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah. She's really Yeah, and I mentioned in that one that she was so good-looking they couldn't make her look bad when she was medically uh, challenged or whatever. (laughs) Right. Uh, Still looking good in this one. Yeah. She's now Tom uh, Selick's new partner, and they're already going to go on assignment. I'm kind of skipping ahead of some of the backstory. Yeah. Uh, Wally, as you were saying, it is straight-up Wally, is a farm bot, and it's gone out of control. And they have to go to that (laughs) in a helicopter. Yeah. They
1: gotta, because uh, we want to get a bird's eye view of the uh, path through the crops that the the crazed robot is is cutting. It's just a pest control. It's supposed to be picking, supposed to be picking little grubs, worms off of the crops and throwing them in its little grinder. This thing's just running down the crops. Can you believe this? Yeah. And apparently, due to control. insurance, no one can fucking turn off their own robot if it goes crazy. They gotta call the taxpayer funded cops
0: with the helicopter we're there i was gonna save this for the end but this is like the dystopia that we're headed for we like <laughs> we gonna need to pay any goddamn taxes now send out the cops to fix my robot uh-huh exactly that's what happens right here uh, yep. and with the construction site and everywhere else it's yeah. like Oh, we're saving money. We don't have to pay workers. Unions are done. Fuck those guys. We don't want to pay any taxes either. Also, fix our robots for us. The insurance yep. people won't let us do it ourselves.
1: Yeah, he nailed this. They're not
0: paying any. They're not paying any taxes either.
1: Right. God damn it. This movie, apparently, by so the way, got- it takes place in. Uh, someone figured out. I saw in the, someone in the trivia somewhere, IMDb or something, said that. Uh, they can glimpse Ramsey. That's a uh, Selleck's name, uh, Jack Ramsey. They can glimpse his ID on a screen at some point that says his year of birth, and then we and we hear that he's 36. I think in the movie, so they did the math and mm-hmm. said that this takes place in 1991.
0: Wow, he was a little ahead of things on the headsets. Yeah, he's a little ahead of a lot
1: of stuff, but. The the drone
0: cameras and the
1: the tablets and whatnot.
0: The drone one, I couldn't tell if those were, they had to be suspended from wires because it's only one, uh, there's only one blade spinning and there's no way to keep that stable. Right. Unless it's got a double blade. Those could, it looked good. They could have been real if it had two blades spinning in opposite directions. I don't know. Uh, But he was on that one and I don't think that was, that was a ways out because. Yeah, I was really yeah. surprised. I wrote that one down like drones. Holy shit.
1: Um, but anyway, they go but to the field. The field. Yes. Um, And the pest control robots run amok and she runs straight off into the he goes to chit chat with the farmers. Yeah. And she runs straight out after it and grabs yeah. it, picks it up over her head. And then it like kind of explodes a little bit. She drops it and it takes off again. And then they both have to like cartoon jump at the same time into the crops on top of it. Do you remember that?
0: If there is an essential failure repeatedly with the Michael Crichton, it is the comedy. He does not <laughs> understand how it works.
1: I, I think that's a fair, a fair criticism.
0: <laughs> Crichton-cism. The Crichton-cism. comedy is not there. <laughs> uh, and then they come they, out all with you know, you know,
1: explosion all over their face. Also, like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's a little more cartoony than the tone of the movie. Really, it's a very strange film. Well, I think I'm going to save that one for the end. Uh, so they give the farmers back the robots who don't do anything. These are guys that are just leaning on pickups all day, bitching about taxes.
1: Yeah. What else is there for
0: them to do? They're nothing because the robots are Yeah. doing all of the work and sometimes they fuck up. But they're like, oh, call the police. That robot's fucking up. The police. Uh, the police. Do you have a remote that you can just turn it off? Like, I there's mean, so many seriously. times in this movie that it's like. Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? We're the geniuses but it's on like, this one.
1: It's like they're like, no, you can't even touch it. Because if we touch it, the insurance company will fuck us over. You got to have an official report. So just call the cops instead. Like, don't even try to just turn it off. Because that's how, like, half of them are dealt with.
0: Yeah. The insurance companies that don't want to pay taxes or have any red tape create red tape specifically for government infrastructure. Yeah. In order yeah. to erase their own liability.
1: This whole robot cop thing's a racket,
0: man. It is a racket. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've got a super cop on these robots. It's like this guy's I guess he's scared of heights, but he's obviously super cop. He's mm-hmm. out there fixing robots.
1: Yeah. He's the best. Oh, oh, and the captain or whoever it is is GW Bailey from Police Academy. Did you just keep
0: expecting oh, him yeah. to be like
1: Proctor? Yeah. I,
0: he never did. And though. he's he's pulling he's pulling the same routine though. It's great. Yeah, they
1: just need to set the score a little differently. When he's on screen, it would just be, "Oh, here he comes." That <laughs> <laughs> would be awesome if he starts waltzing into the room and it's like they uh
0: go back to the office. Stan Shaw, who's in like half the movies that we do, he's there. Mm. He's like, oh, we got another call. It's a seven something or other. I mean, somebody's so dead. 709. Like, oh, shit. Is that what it is?
1: Mm-hmm. 709. People have died.
0: <laughs> I wrote it down. So they go out to uh, the house, the neighborhood, cul-de-sac, yeah. middle America, even though this is shot in Vancouver, Canada. And there is a crime scene it's like they show them the bodies they're don't show us the bodies because they're so mangled by what uh, uh, allegedly is a kitchen knife yeah they
1: said this the robot news. sliced them up and they made it outside before they succumbed to their wounds and they left a 10 month old baby inside but I'm like they've got like a whole they got like cars everywhere there's cops everywhere the place has been taped off it's a active scene and I'm like They have to wait for these special cops to go in and get this baby out of there? Yeah, it's a lot of red tape. It's ridiculous. I am outraged. Also, it
0: seems... Outraged. (laughs) Outraged. It seems as if the world of robots doing all the work has led to humans becoming less disgruntled. And the police are very much like the police in Demolition Man, where Rob Schneider's like, we're, we're police, we're not meant to handle this level of violence. The regular cops seem mm, to be afraid yeah. of that robot. Yeah. It, and it's insane. Because... Which is why the super super cops on robot division.
1: Yeah. It's like, even the... It has a gun, sure. It's it can't maneuver that well. You can get around it. It you
0: can stay out of the way of the gun. It, it's ridiculous. By virtue of its design, it's already got itself stuck in a corner by the fridge. Yeah. And they're like, it might they didn't even know it has a gun yet. They're like, there's a box on wheels in there and we think <laughs> it's got a knife. Call the <laughs> robot guy. Yeah. Should we save the baby? Eh. Yeah
1: sorry little feller you know I will say this about some uh, particular shot in the movie that I really liked is when uh, the robot shoots the gun when we find out that the robot does have a gun and it yeah. uh, shoots the window out and there's just a quick insert of the of the window from outside and you see the glass break and the uh, and the curtains shake and all that. And but the camera has been, you know, the camera's real solid all the time. It's not like this is mm-hmm. a handheld movie or anything. But when that gunshot goes off and it breaks the window, there's a jerk in that camera movement. And the shot itself is like half a second long. It's really quick, but I really liked it. Like I was like, oh, cool. Yeah.
0: It's a there's a lot of good cuts there. And then he chases it with some nice lighting. So you get mm-hmm. Selick duck, you get the camera jerk like as a reaction to his duck. And then it goes back to the view from the house, and there's a lot of uh, lens flare and some nice things happening there.
1: Yeah, this is a cool sequence, because it's, I mean, this is the part, um, kind of this and the the very end with Gene Simmons, all that, uh, are the two parts that stuck out in my memory from watching it when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought this was the actual opening of the movie before I watched
0: it last Mm -hmm. night. This is sort of where, like, the plot takes off, because we see Gene Simmons in this scene, and then the there's also this, like, commentary on the news being invasive here. and Oh, yeah. And so, throughout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very news is invasive at this point, or press is invasive, is a theme throughout the whole movie. Uh, so, Tom Selleck puts on some chain hmm As you do. Yeah. 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 And a like bulletproof vest thing and some gloves. There's like anti robot armor. That's also like anti shark armor.
1: Huge cod piece on it, by the way.
0: Yeah. Huge. I'm just going to skip ahead to that. The robot has a gun. He puts a huge cod piece on you're like, what's this fucking cod piece all about? (laughs) Well, his strategy is to straddle the robot that has a gun and can clearly just shoot him right in the dick. So he needs that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's necessary. Like he's, like, that's how he, he shoots it with his laser gun, because he has a laser gun, and laser guns are awesome. Right. This one isn't very awesome. Uh, it kills the robot, I guess. And then he stands above it, like, if you're going to pull the trigger again, you're going to nail this cock piece. <laughs> Everyone's safe, and this thing is keeping my boys safe. Oh, that's right. He, he trusts that thing with his man bits.
1: Yeah. It must be, God, like two inches of steel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> i I would never trust any cup that much. No, I'll let a robot shoot me in the dick. <laughs> as long as I'm wearing two inch steel codpiece. This happens again <sighs> in the movie Super Troopers. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh,
1: oh, and the press being invasive part right here too. Like, there's a whole thing outside with him arguing with the reporter about like, hey, this thing in there is tuned into your frequency, so I'm not gonna tell you what I'm doing. Right? And then he yeah. goes in and the cameraman just follows him in with no armor, nothing, and he gets
0: killed. <laughs> he gets killed. And there's a part where Tom Solex like, no, stupid, stay out there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I got this. I'm like, all right.
1: <laughs> it's it's crazy. But you know, <laughs> That's that crazy freedom of the press.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the lady reporter is not busted up about it one bit. Like, uh, burned
1: another cameraman today. Yeah. Just that, that part rang true to me.
0: In the, <laughs> you know, pre-prod meetings in the morning. She's probably like, where are we out on getting cameramans that get shot less? We out anywhere on that? Yeah. He's like, can we just get like a cameraman
1: dispenser in here? So he's grabbing you one, like a Dixie cup off the bottom.
0: Also, how come there's not robot cameraman if there's robot everything else? Right. Well, with robot cameraman, we wouldn't miss the shot, Lacey. Just shut your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Get some more cameraman shot. (laughs) Uh, They've. I think they go home and she meets yeah. the kid from uh, *Flight of the Navigator*,
1: right? And and uh, and Selick's house robot Lois.
0: And she's like, "Oh, you're not married." And he's like, "Yeah, my wife died in a car crash two years ago, and look how busted up about it I am." You want some spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. He doesn't doesn't like the whole backstory of him is that like a guy got away from him, killed some people and he's wearing it like a lead weight, but his wife died in a car crash and he doesn't seem to fucking care at all. He just replaced her with a boxy
1: robot named Lois. And he seems totally fine with it. Even though his job is day after day dealing with crazy robots. He leaves his only family that we know of. In in the care of this uh, potentially murderous machine.
0: Well, she's a model twelve, and he's a robot expert, so I think things are fine.
1: That's true. He's he thinks they're solid, and it hasn't been modified. That's a that's a stickler sticking point. There is uh, it seems that these happens when people modify them.
0: <sighs> yeah. Keep jamming those eighty eighty eight, I think it was a sixty eighty eight was the motor there's there's Motorola processors all over this goddamn thing. Mm. Intel really fucked that up for everybody when they made a better chip. Actually they had made the better chip the whole time, but that but I digress. <sighs> we go back to the station, mm. the murder bot has been rigged to explode. They're doing like a robot
1: autopsy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Robotopsy.
1: R- Robotopsy exactly yeah and they find a, a non, non-manufacturer chip inside. Uh, something's been altered.
0: It has been modified, but then it blows itself up so that they can't uh, reverse engineer or find out what the hell's going on. So now they got to go back to some good old-fashioned gun gumshoeing.
1: When they, when they blow it up, GW Bailey's outside and he goes, assholes. It's right out of police. Yeah, his
0: people seem to do no work.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like the police in Batman, the series, you know, the, the yeah. 66 series, where the police are absolutely worthless. And they're always just like, well, what are we going to do? We, we, we can call, just call Batman now because they don't do anything. Do Aunt. you
0: see how fast Batman deals with this? Like, I could do it, but, you, you know, me and Glenn get in there, and we're going to look like two monkeys fucking <laughs> a football. Just call Batman. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite line from
1: a cop in the Batman series, he says, because they're trying to find Bruce Wayne because uh, they need him for something, and they can't figure out where he is. And he goes, well, we can't, uh, he goes, who knows what these millionaires are doing? He goes, "He Bruce Wayne's probably on a yacht somewhere eating sherbet and changing his
0: clothes. that's what luxury is that's what the rich do according to maybe in the 60s people just wore the same pants for a week
1: (laughs) this luxurious bastard changing his clothes on a boat
0: who can (laughs) afford
1: something like that
0: yeah eating everybody's least favorite ice cream yeah
1: (laughs) ah the rich (laughs)
0: so they did they did they get like a hint on the robotics company here is that what happens and they go over there is that where they go
1: to the it's like under that's the the building the next thing i got is the construction site
0: oh they go to the construction site and more robot shenanigans
1: yeah there's one dropping bags of cement off of the high floor and so she goes up instead of him Mm -hmm. and she
0: she turns it off
1: I turned it off
0: (laughs) we're the most special division of the police
1: (laughs) we're the most useful
0: cops (laughs) they got us from the apple store in the mall (laughs) we used to be on the geek squad
1: <laughs> he turned it off. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: I'm going to skip ahead to where they go to. They're finally on the trail, and they go to the corporation that has the robotics. That employs Gene Simmons and the owner of the house whose family was killed and another gentleman. We find out that they're manufacturing modified chips. Yeah, yeah. I don't... The chips can't be modified to be evil. They're just chips. We'll just never mind that, I guess. We made a faster chip. Cool. We'll make more money on it, selling it to everyone, not just terrorists, you stupid asshole. Mm. Yeah. Right. How about right. that?
1: Yeah.
0: But Gene Simmons is dumb in this yeah. movie, so... <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah. He's big dope.
0: <laughs> So he's like, "No, the terrorists! I'm going to kill you guys!" And they're like,
1: "Is he? He's kind of just playing himself, where he's like, kind of a genius in some weird ways, but mostly a fucking idiot." (laughs) (laughs) That seems accurate. They were like, "I know who we should cast."
0: Gene Simmons. Apparently, Apparently, he was doing additions, and Crichton said don't do anything for one minute. And so he sat expressionless and stared without moving for one minute. Just looking like a fucking creep. Yeah. That's what he was like. Yep. You're the most menacing person I've ever seen. You're hired. Yeah.
1: I'm afraid you're going to touch my naughty bits without my permission right now. And
0: you're in. Everybody was afraid of him. Apparently one of the Vancouver cops said, that he, if he shook hands with him, he'd check his fingers afterwards or something like that. Wow. And Christy Alley was afraid of him. Tom Selleck was not afraid of him because he's, I don't think he's a fucking afraid of anybody. Well, yeah. Why would he be? And Gene Simmons, because he was like trying to do, you know, method acting, was just being a dick to everybody right. to stay in character. And he would sometimes apologize to Tom Selleck. He's like, no, you're fine. Whatever. You keep, keep it up. Keep it keep keep on keeping yeah. it up, man. I'm not worried about you.
1: Whatever you got to do.
0: Yeah, if it comes you do, you're gonna end like up on the actor. wrong side of this one. Uh <laughs> <sighs> ah, Gene Simmons. So the movie tells us that Kirstie Alley is all of the hotness. Oh yeah, is she all of? Where's my button? Shit,
1: I don't have my boing button with me right now. But Tom Selleck is—he's got it in the pants for her immediately. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, seeing her on security camera footage because she's trapped in there by a a lightly, well, shock you lightly robot. Like, that's the only thing it's going to do to you is shock you. It's not going to really hurt you. It won't give you a heart attack. It's just going to be a little shock. That's the worst it can do to her. And she is trapped. She can't go yeah. anywhere. And so Selleck sees her, and he's like, well, she's very attractive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And immediately he's like, I'll go in. I don't need my chain mail. Forget the... B- yeah. Forget my codpiece.
0: Mm-hmm. This boner is steel is like, enough
1: to protect me.
0: What am I, warm milk? And he's like, I can't talk right now, boner. <laughs> I can't. And he goes full <laughs> caveman, gets a heart on. Crouch. Takes, yeah. like, four shots. Hard shots, because apparently the rollout has, again, been modified. Mm. Uh... The robot's been modified. It's now set to stun, not shock. And it's uh, zapping him pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So he smashes the shit out of it with he, a chair. Yeah, he throws it, his jacket over it to blind it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He throw, it's like throwing then, his tra- like over a trash can is what it looks like. And then he smashes uh-huh. the shit out of it with a
0: chair. After he distracts it by breaking two monitors... And, the, and
1: then the fucking guys that work there have the nerve to come in after, oh, can you help us? And they come in, they're like, Ah, oh, great, I'm going to have to write this up. It's all pissed off the that isn't going to pay it. for
0: it. And he's like, I okay. oh, can fill out the, he, like, he red tapes that guy right out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want me to investigate you for 60 days? You want to talk about red tape? I'm going to put so much red tape up your ass. You'll be <laughs> sitting on a pyramid of total balls <laughs> or colon blow or <laughs> Col- whatever, whatever the joke was. <laughs>
1: oh man let's see oh oh and this is before this but we'll get back to it anyway he immediately finds like Kirstie Alley is like trying to get out of there immediately and he's like like, wait a minute I'm in love with you (laughs) and he uh, and they somehow like spill a box of these chips or whatever and so we find out that she knows a lot about what's going on here
0: yeah this is a weird scene for me with his character because it like tells us that he's got a boner for this lady mm-hmm. but his, his character has no his, his suspicion never ceases so even though he's like maybe it's an act I don't know but he's like haha, what's this all about and right. it's you know the chips that are evil I guess
1: yeah. And the boner is pretty much put away at that point. Yeah. Because I knew that, you know, I was like, you just know that it's, it's who he really had the boner for was in front of him the whole time. Yeah.
0: It was always you. It was always her. New partner. Spoiler. Uh huh. There's a bunch of Christy Alley trying to be coy about like how evil she actually is and pretending that it's all Luther or whatever, but eventually she spills the beans and tells him that Luther is putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. He's at the Ritz Hotel. So That's right. They
1: And we've we've found out that Gene Simmons Luther has uh um that he's the one Doing this right because they get like some yeah security camera footage of him coming in to install to fix the the, the model that went crazy at the house and cut up the people and uh, there's that and then there's a um he chases down I, and <laughs> kills the father of that baby because uh-huh. uh with any and he unveils this gun which is the gun that Tom Selleck holds in the poster but never actually holds in the movie no um. And it's got these heat seeking bullets, but they they seek a specific heat signature. So you can like program them to murder a specific person.
0: Unless that specific person used to be a USC athlete, then that person can dodge these at will.
1: Right. They're not Uh, hard to dodge with the first one. You just got to keep your eye. You know, you got to make sure you keep an eye back there every now and then to see where it is. Otherwise it hits you right yeah. in the back going up a fire escape or something. Be careful. Well, the,
0: the father of the family that doesn't care about his family at all and only his own ass. He's yeah. so panicky that I'm surprised he's still alive by the time he gets shot by this missile. But yeah, yeah. we do have the missile gun reveal. Yeah. And then after that, she spills the beans that he's at the Ritz. Right. I think that's all how it goes. down. we, we skipped the missile gun thing. The missile yeah. gun leads to Kirstie Alley caveman, robot smash Ritz hotel with hookers and the mafia and mm-hmm. the terrorists, because you'll make more money selling those chips to a couple of people rather than everybody. Cause he's including those it. two people, Uh notable actress and Marie Martin, mm-hmm. who you will remember. From the greatest show ever made, Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Also, that is Michael Crichton's wife. Oh, really? I didn't know that. At the time. I, I believe that was his third. Or, I, I think he got married again after her, but at the time, that's his wife.
1: Or he so. marries
0: her because he's like, wow, this actress is hot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This could have been the beginning of the magic.
0: Maybe, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read that far back into it. But I know that they were married. Right. And I know that Sledgehammer is the greatest show ever made.
1: Right. It's a good one. And then, so his partner, his new partner, gets an unexploded smart bullet stuck in her arm during a shootout in this uh, at the Ritz.
0: And the police academy, GW Bailey's chewing his ass, even though they're the ones that fucked everything up. Yeah. With their yeah. shitty steak out. And,
1: and right before he talks to him, there's a cop comes by uh, Selleck and he says to him, Ramsey, chief wants your ass. But he says it like that. He doesn't say like, Ramsey, chief wants your ass, you know, or like, like you're going to get your. It was like, Ramsey, the chief wants your ass.
0: And then Ramsey's like, <laughs> have we made a rep- uh <laughs> sexual harassment report to HR yet? Yeah. <laughs> or he Weird. says, "I'm Tom Selleck. Everyone wants my ass." Of course he does.
1: Uh-huh. Get in line. Take a number.
0: <laughs> You'll be disappointed when you see how big that number is.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I wrote, I wrote here that I was like, "G.W. Bailey is not a supportive captain." <laughs> <laughs> because he's because after this whole thing with the he has to like basically get the bullet out of her arm and throw it and he doesn't trust the model of robot they brought in to do it so he does it himself. Um, it's a, you know it's a weird sequence because you get to see it like an X-ray him pulling it out and I can't quite figure out where he is or where he's coming from or when it's yeah gonna be it out. doesn't
0: and it's like. That you see the bullets for the gun, the missile bullets. Yeah, they're bigger than the diameter of her her arm. He should be able to just grab it and pull on it. You'd think, but it seems like a a highly medical procedure because he, like Michael Crichton, used to be a medical doctor, but just you know, hmm. didn't like the way the industry was headed. So robots.
1: So robot cop. Um, and then so yeah, when he's talking to G W Bailey, and they're like, he's like well, I'm going to get him. And he's like, how are you going to do that? And he says, we got his girlfriend. Because they have Kirstie Alley, right? And he says, you think he cares about a piece of ass? And he's like, he's like completely dismissing him going after the guy. And what does he tell him to do? Go visit with the psychic.
0: That's that's his order. Uh Uh-huh. And then the psychic does some weird bullshit where, like, You are the yin, he is the yang You are connected, (laughs) but she makes Accurate predictions, and so You're in this other Michael Crichton Thing where he doesn't really dismiss anything Ever, right? like he'll Latch on to weird things Um, But why is G.W. Bailey
1: So embracing of the psychic bullshit And yet the robot unit He's like,
0: assholes They're the only ones that do any work So he has to like Make keep appearances up that he's one tough son of a bitch chief.
1: Yeah. Oh, also around this time, Selleck's walking through the, the, the station and there's a prostitute or it seems like a prostitute yeah. being kind of dragged back. And she says, That's- can you help me out to him? And he says, can't help you, honey. And she calls him a wiener head.
0: I wrote that down. That's Anne-Marie Martin. Michael Crichton's wife. Oh, that's her. Wienerhead. He calls her. Calls him a
1: wienerhead.
0: Did you back it up and make sure that's what she said? Because I had to.
1: I I had I, I asked Jinx to verify.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I said was that, <laughs> because it couldn't be anything wienerhead?
0: else. <laughs> no. Yeah, in uh, in the scene before, he's like, "Got the fuck out of here!" And there was tits for no apparent reason. Yeah, like and this is this a PG thirteen, right? No, that that was full frontal nudity. That had to be R. There full is no frontal? way that many her boobs were in plain sight for at least four seconds. Just boobs. You not can't have full frontal. frontal. You can have boobs well, in PG thirteen.
1: Huh. Back to school. Um Oh no, I can I can think of more.
0: Really? Yeah. There's no way it can be PG thirteen.
1: You can do boobs. Very briefly, you do, you can do brief nudity and, uh, and one fuck sometimes. So So, you, you know, it's, it was weird all the time. Remember whitewater summer. I think there's two fucks right in rapid succession in that movie. And it's a Uh PG and that was well
0: into PG 13 years,
1: you know? So I don't know. It was not consistent.
0: No, the MPAA is just making it up as they go along. Yeah. And you can apparently buy them off. So maybe they bought them off.
1: Right. Right.
0: Because, you know, the amount of boobs in this is definitely rated R. if this is rated PG 13, it's going to break one of my questions for later. I'm gonna so we'll it. have to actually look that up by the end of the movie or the end of this podcast. But yes, she calls him a wiener head. And that is a strange thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've,
0: that was a new one for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was even like, I'm going to back this up. But, there's nothing else that she could have said right there. No. There's nothing there's no sound alike I had the to sound
1: too, so I, I think I saw the I thought I saw it say wienerhead as well. I was like
0: Wienerhead so, God damn it, MPAA. What a great choice. What a great choice. <laughs> to make your wife say <clears throat> Now I They'll remember I, you for something, honey.
1: <laughs> ah, the wienerhead girl. Um so then at some point they have to I, I don't I I don't know what happens here. My my notes go straight from that to the lady switch. You know, where oh. he's got her and he's got, yeah, I, got Alley. I
0: know what happens. I know what happens here. So this is the part where uh, Luther calls them on the phone and has tapped into the cameras and they realize they got to spring Kirstie Alley out of there. So they take her downstairs and make her take her clothes off. Oh, right. Because she's got all those bugs and yeah. all of her clothes. So she's wanting to be caught. She knows they're all there. She knows there's one because they the next note I have after the she doesn't get them all the way out, but doesn't leave much to the imagination either. is the... Let me see what this note says exactly here. Most unexciting car chase. Oh, that's why I didn't write anything down. (laughs) So they have... And this is, like, one of the mispredictions. And I don't know if he is just doing this because he wanted these things to all look clunky. But when you make something automatic, you don't, like, put large machines... In place of where the human goes, you just put small servos on it, right? Like, put a servo on the steering wheel. Now it drives itself. Uh, Uh, So they've got, like, a fake driver and a robot that drives the car that they're in. Right. And then uh, his partner is Karen. She's following them in a different car. And I think he's basically just making sure that she's really evil because he knows that there's more bugs. So apparently, I don't know where Gene Simmons gets these henchmen. He's got henchmen that have little power supplies that are actually on, like, wheeled, exploding-seeking devices. Yeah, those things are crazy. They put them out the
1: bottom of speeding cars, just put them onto the pavement, and they take off and go way faster
0: than the cars. And don't get run over. No. They're pretty amazing. And is there any way to fake this? Or are those just really, really fast little robots that got built for this movie?
1: I'm really not sure.
0: But it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh... So they're, and they could only be going like, you know, 30, those are going 35, they drop frames and it looks like they're going faster. Sure. But it looks really good. It does look good. It somehow lacks any suspense, probably because a robot's driving the car very steadily and Tom Selleck isn't worried at all. Right. (laughs) Uh,
1: Not a feeling of a lot of stakes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Somehow the robots have he throws the purse out. She's like, fine, fine. I do have something he wants. And also I am trying to get him to kill me. I don't know why. Throw this purse out the window. It blows that up, but it's already locked onto the car. They know which these robots know which car it is now. So they're, they they are keep coming. And this is why Karen's behind him, because then they pull side to side with the robot driven car. And he opens the door. And this is some stunts here. Uh, mm-hmm. Some good stunt man, man, and happen. A guy leaves one car and goes into the other car, and then he drags Kirstie Alley into that, and then the robots blow the shit up, uh, blow the shit out of the other car.
1: Mm, yeah. That's
0: right. And then they all go to a restaurant. Yeah. That See, Gene Simmons is already at.
1: Yeah, it's got cool, cool, uh, I don't know what you call that effects work, but those, uh, the, the car things, the little, the little remote control things, it's got that shit in it. And it's got the, you know, the stunt work at the end. It's like, it's got cool stuff going on. And yet, yeah, no, no real suspense, no real (laughs) drive to it.
0: Yeah. For a set piece, this like has zero impact is the result of its parts. It is not the sum of its parts, right? Yeah. So they go to the restaurant and Gene Simmons, as I said, is already there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he's psychic too. Because psychic is huh. apparently in the movie world a thing that works.
1: Yeah. It's a commonly accepted thing.
0: But he's only psychic for silly shit. Not that maybe you should sell these chips to the highest bidder and not just evil people because you're evil by nature. I guess. Right. And when programming your killer spiders, <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we haven't even got to the first killer spider yet. You're spoiler I think, alert. I think
1: that happened a while back. Actually, we skipped over it, but.
0: Oh yeah, we did. We skipped over the Sally. Poor Sally, the crime scene investigator gets sploded by the spider bot. And so we'll talk about the spider bot. It's an erector set spider kind of thing that is menacing, I guess, but its method of killing you is as full fledged and redundant and covering all the bases as can be possible. (laughs) It attaches itself to you. Uh It sticks a needle into you, injects acid directly into your bloodstream, which will kill you. It then Uh shoots fire at you and then it explodes. It's pretty cool. It's making sure you're dead three times. Yeah. I like a thorough killer robot spider. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I also like one that you couldn't just kick right the fuck out of the way. Right.
1: That's, that's my, I mean, this, I mean, this movie's like a tiny terror movie, you know,
0: where you watch yeah. like any of those where you're just like, fucking
1: kick the things, you know,
0: kick it. It's kind of the same. Go thing. have lunch with Joe Dante before you do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real.
1: It's some pointers.
0: <laughs> if you want to have tiny enemies, you need to talk to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's the king of tiny enemies. Uh, okay, so, yeah. So. Sally, poor Sally, who's also in Looker, I think. She's, I think, must be friends with him. She's in a lot of his movies. I think she might have been in Westworld, too. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, they, after she dies indignantly by being injected with acid, burned, and exploded, they... Go to the restaurant. The car chase happens, and then Tom, Gene Simmons is just still there, and he already captures Karen while Tom Selleck's getting sushi for the three of them out of a a, a sushi kiosk. Yeah, <laughs> which is the which- thing he accurately predicted. I walked by one the other day. Right, I'm like I don't know about that.
1: I'm not. I'm not sure of the uh, the presentation of the kiosk. Uh, <laughs> it would be is it, something that's gonna is. fly today, uh, but no, there's a neon <laughs> Benihana on there. <laughs> it's got some, you know, there's a voice that talks
0: to you and a yeah, accent. The, the machine is <laughs> authentically racist. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> got a racist bot to run the sushi kiosk. If you had the sushi though, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Best sushi in town oh man so so yeah they have to go make the lady switch um and when he so kirstie alley goes to gene simmons and uh karen goes to to tom Selleck, but uh gene simmons sees she because she's delivering the templates as he calls them the templates and um there's one template missing.
0: Is that right? She's like half of them. She like tears off like half of like them. Like half of them. I think. Well, he knows. So, so he's but- like
1: kissing her or whatever. And then he just fucking stabs her in the back of the head.
0: He stabs her through the back of the neck. I guess he severs her spinal cord with a tiny knife because he's that efficient <laughs> to kill her. But that unthorough... A villain that he would check to make sure all the shit's there before he just kills somebody. He's so goddamn bloodthirsty. Yeah. He's
1: an idiot. He's an idiot. As
0: established. He's the dumbest super genius ever. So
1: his smartest thing is when he disguises himself as a cop. No one knows. They're just like, oh, yep, that's one of us. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. He's just suddenly in the police station dressed as a cop.
0: Well, we have established <laughs> that everyone that's not in the robotics division, which is three people, <laughs> is just there pretending to work. Right. So anybody can do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does that guy work here? I don't know. Do you work here? Do I work <laughs> here? What's work? Steer clear of the robot division. They're onto us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh Luther looks up uh Ramsey's file and finds out about his uh
0: his kid and goes and abducts, where are you- huh? Where, where are you at on how he does this? Because he has um, a replica of Tom Selleck's eye. How the fuck does he pull this yeah, one? Yeah, how does he do that? And I
1: was like, does he not obvious- have does it have to be Tom Selleck's eye or does it have to be someone's eye and then he gets access to the files? Or does it have okay. to be Tom Selleck's? That-
0: It's unclear because the way the movie's cut, he has what looks like a glass eye. Because if it was a real eye, it should be chunky. You're again getting me into the idea that this is PG-13. And I'm like, those tits were on screen a while. And he screams, fuck, huh? So it's like a glass eye. He puts it on the thing. And all of a sudden, Tom Tom Selleck's file just comes right up. Oh,
1: maybe he has some retinal scan of him was able to produce a, a fake eye.
0: Yeah. But if you were tom Selleck or ramsey and you got your eye scanned would all of the information about yourself that you already know be the first thing that comes up i mean i don't know maybe in that particular system that he goes to
1: this is the check your info system just uh bring your eyeball right up here and all your info pops up it's just one computer just does that and that's where he is yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just
0: occurred to me. Usually the works of Michael Crichton are not as riddled with holes as this one is. It's just Startin- a strange movie for that very reason.
1: <laughs> I'm starting to think they're just making this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird cuz he's also just it feels like there's like a something cut out cuz he's just suddenly there, he's suddenly disguised and he's got this eyeball. And it does like the cutting. Like we even said that when we were watching it last night. We're like is he have Tom Selleck's eyeball? I'm like it can't be. That would that he's Tom Selleck is not missing an eyeball.
0: It would be great if in the next scene he just shows up in an eye patch and then nobody says anything and you're like <laughs> 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 And he just pulled his eye out, what I guess, off-screen at some point.
1: I've been through worse. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that time I didn't get that killer and he killed that family of six? Yeah. Oh, and didn't your wife, wife die, die in a... Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to get some Chinese food?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about her. Uh,
1: I don't remember that.
0: What? What? Like, but that's how Mois? little
1: he gives a shit. I'm starting to think he killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a car accident. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: He's a robotics expert. He reprogrammed the car to slam into a brick wall or something.
0: Yeah. And he reprogrammed uh, Lois to be a pleasure model by sticking a couple <laughs> of pieces of baloney in between the tape oh deck God. section and the digital readout. No, no. Mm. Oh, don't have to be an engineer for this one. Damn it, Lois.
1: Oh man. Speaking of Lois, we find out that he's uh How do we find out that there's trouble at his house? Or he finds out that he sees he, his file was pulled up by someone.
0: Yeah. And he's like holy he's like, shit, oh my god. So he runs to the house. <laughs> he's he goes That's why my eye is missing. (laughs) Ah, it all makes sense now.
1: Um, (laughs) That son of a bitch is fast. He already put it back. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's a genius. Criminal genius. Business plan's idiotic. God. But they get to his house real fast, and the kid's gone, and Lois is just bleeding on the floor. She says she's losing a lot of hydraulic fluid.
0: And he's like, oh, she'll be fine as long as her memory banks get power or whatever. And like, no hard drive on this one. It's all RAM. That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) And he gets a
1: call telling him to meet him at the construction site. Which is... uh so we know there's going to be some sweet at- did we talk about how Tom Selleck's afraid of heights oh yeah a little bit yeah yeah, a little bit Yeah, they keep hitting on it
0: they keep hitting on Gene Simmons being the criminal mastermind yet idiot that he is must have stumbled upon this when he borrowed his eye for a minute
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so he devises the most foolproof plan yes because when he arrives just at the take construction it. site he finds a bunch of the spiders at the bottom by the, by the elevator and not attacking him. It gets on the elevator, which is like a, you know, one of those open air ones with no, no doors, which is just great. And I will give it this. This movie does a good job of making you feel the heights. I think like it is a long ride. Tom Selleck's selling it. Good. I was getting a little nervous for him. Even the bad green screen heights thought looked pretty going
0: good. back to this construction site in the movie makes me feel like and also all the holes and all the weird incongruencies that aren't really in his work makes it seem like they got to Vancouver and they started changing a lot of plans. But once they saw what was around and he saw that site and he's like, I got to use this. And so they they kind of I think they reworked a lot of this after they got to Vancouver.
1: That would make sense. Because it just kind of has a feel of like, oh, here's a place for the final showdown. It doesn't really have... A, doesn't feel like it has yeah. to be there at all. Um, anyway, uh, we, we find out that, that Gene Simmons has programmed his spiders to kill the first person that comes off that elevator. We find this out because he gets up there and he has the boy and he says, give me the boy. And he tells him to get on the elevator and go down. And he's like, once he's safe, I'll give you <laughs> your shit. And he's like, well. Uh, <laughs> about that. About that. The first person off that elevator is going to get killed by my spiders. So Tom Selleck's got to stop the thing. But um, it's the first person. That gets off. That gets off so the elevator. So it gets
0: down there. No matter what. And because they have to get off, he gets down to the bottom and he doesn't get off the elevator. Therefore, they can't kill him. Yeah. And then Karen, who has disobeyed orders and requests, gets onto the elevator. Therefore, they can't kill her because she hasn't gotten off of the elevator. And they they like climb up somewhere to the second floor yeah they climb up like just right up there yeah and the spiders can do nothing because they didn't get off the elevator yeah they're just waiting still for their tasty prey (laughs) (laughs) there's only two people left they get impatient after a while because there's some tomfoolery (laughs) with the missile gun and minor fighting and there's not really a fight it's like tom Selleck's just like Working at a steel mill, kind of, like, cranking some wheels and doing some (laughs) things to robots (laughs) and dodging missiles. And he eventually decides to get on the other elevator, and it goes up. Oh, man, it shoots up, like, way to the top. It's kind of frightening. It's higher than the building's been built yet. Yeah. And then some of the spiders come up there, and they can't kill him. Because he hasn't gotten off of the elevator, so they spray him with acid to try to get him to get off the elevator <laughs> so they can kill him, but he doesn't ever get off the elevator so they can't kill him. They get him hanging from the elevator, but he's just hanging there, not off, so yeah. they can't kill him, and eventually... he. He blows those ones up because of their superior programming.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: And and so we got this
1: very capable, the most capable police officer in the city, at least, um, on this elevator and knowing that he can't get off the elevator. And then we've got a dipshit who didn't program his spiders to not kill him. If he, he were to be the first he, off.
0: The <laughs> or just kill the people he wants dead. Yeah. He has that technology. So. And this is one of those things where you're watching it the first time. You're like, is this a plot hole? I'm like, no, this yeah. is Tom Selleck's heroics. He knows that they're programmed so specifically that he's using that program in the <laughs> spiders against the villain. Yeah. And he gets Simmons on to the fucking elevator, holds Man. him onto the elevator until <laughs> he's low enough, which also, I mean, you could just push him off and he dies, but you know, yeah. that's not as much fun. He's like, no. you programmed them for this, you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then gets him low enough, shoves him off the elevator, and Gene Simmons is like, oh shit, and that just was a dumb plan. Swarmed
1: by, I don't know, five or six robot spiders sticking him. Ugh. Oh,
0: fantastic. And then after they don't light him on fire or blow him up. Yeah. And you're like, why? Because he was so evil that he programmed it to be a long death. Yeah. So Selleck walks over there to see if he's alive. And he's like, I am kind of alive still. Oh, Yeah. Ch- is a last
1: Gene Simmons scare?
0: Yeah like pops up and goes (laughs) ah yeah and at that point the robots light him on fire and blow him up (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) classic
1: that's a good one Uh, and then it, it pretty much wraps up right there him and the partner uh they start snuggling and um and he makes like he a told- comment that he said before like cuz he talked about like it was as if he was asking her out for so- dinner or something but then he's like oh I-, I have i take all my partners out for dinner just cuz you're a woman shouldn't be any different so here he repeats the just cuz you're a woman it shouldn't be any difference whatever blah 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 but they're getting all romantic with each other and then he says she can you cook <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and then she's like you are really bad with women, and just starts making out with him, yeah, and then there's this shot with Goldsmith in the Yamaha piano mm. and spark's hasty licks on each other's faces, <laughs> yeah <laughs> they Bobby wait in the car, he's got to wait in the car for like an hour, yeah they're like they're pumping in this the spark field and it's just like <laughs> they're shooting this and they're like, man, this is hot. Awesome. stuff." this is going to be the most majestic thing ever. <laughs> and maybe it would have been had everything that happened before it not happened.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the deal breaker. It's <laughs> <laughs> the preceding hour and 35 minutes. Uh, I am looking at it. What it the- is PG 13. PG thirteen. Of course, there's no. Well, I guess what, uh, you know, rating reason given since it was, they didn't do that back then. But
0: those those boobs were on screen way too long for PG thirteen. Don't care. Yep. Even there if are this is PG thirteen, I. Missed out on something that should have been in my spank bank, because that's as much boobs as I've ever seen in a (laughs) PG-13
1: movie. Uh, Oh, man.
0: Well, that's a good one. So, yeah, I'm watching it, and I'm like, should this... I'm going to go into questions now, because that's the movie. Um, Was he trying to make this for kids? Because it should have been a horror movie for children, because it's... The plot holes wouldn't make difference to somebody who's 10. So without those tits and the word fuck, this thing probably makes some more money.
1: <clears throat> True, but it also ends lends uh, more, uh, you know, gives it an air of something you're not supposed to see to the 10-year-old boy. It would be even more appealing to see a PG-13 than a PG, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think it's too scary. Like, this this just doesn't have an audience. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I watched
1: it as a kid a couple times, but it's not one that, like, you know, sunk its teeth into me or anything.
0: I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. eh. Well, you know why? Because this came out at the same time as fucking Terminator.
1: Yeah. And a That's lot of gonna, things. I mean. Yeah. Fucking
0: temple of doom
1: that year there was a lot of stuff going on for a uh, you know six-year-old seven-year-old kid
0: for someone who is enjoying adventure rather than mostly skepticism
1: <laughs> right right <laughs> this one's just a little too blue bloody for me <laughs> as a child now it's perfect.
0: <laughs> Do you have any questions?
1: Um, no, not really. I couldn't think of anything. I was just, uh, it seemed to answer all my questions. Where are we going? Or, Where are we now?
0: <laughs> or we asked and answered them along the way because there was tons yeah. of questions like, is that Tom Selleck's eye? Why did Gene Simmons get in the elevator? Exactly. Um, Knowing that if he got out of it, he would be killed by his own stupid plans.
1: <laughs> I don't think he thinks that far ahead.
0: I also, I, I think I missed this note. When they were talking about the missile, he called it a smart bullet. Yes. And now everything that does its so own thinking is a smart thing. So there's another accurate prediction.
1: Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's like, ah, smart bullet. Crazy.
0: Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Lasers. Were you guys at on these laser guns scientists. Come on yeah. now, you gotta make Michael Crichton right and also laser guns. This is the most accurate future predictor movie. <laughs> well, next week we're gonna watch Looker, so we, we maybe it isn't.
1: Ooh. I'm also really directed looking by Michael Crichton. Yeah. Has,
0: Starring Albert Finney.
1: Albert Finney. I'm excited.
0: The man's man's hero. How do you go from Albert from Selleck to Albert Finney when you're doing heroes? How do you pull that off?
1: Don't you go from isn't isn't Looker pre runaway?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. But how do you go from Finney to Selleck? Well, I mean, that one's an obvious upgrade. I don't don't want to talk shit about Albert (laughs) Finney because I really like him a lot. I just think he's a weird cast for the movie that we're going to watch next week.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Something to keep in mind.
0: All right, let's go to final recommendations. It's your pick, so I'll go first. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you didn't take very good notes. I mentioned I didn't take very good notes. Usually, that means we're having too much fun watching the movie. I don't know, because this thing's a hot mess. It's got plot holes all (laughs) over it. It's unexciting. Mm -hmm. But... It's just so much fun to watch. I can't pinpoint. I mean, it's just dumb as fuck. And so you're like, what? Gene Simmons is so stupid. There's fucking erector set spiders that kill you three times. Yeah. Tom Selleck's calm throughout the whole thing. This is just a, is a, it's a blast. I love it. I'm saying do. Uh, uh, where I, are you at? I'm right there with you.
1: I second everything you just said. I agree with the criticisms and it is so much fun. I loved it. I think everybody should watch it. It should be required in school, honestly. Um,
0: yeah, like fifth grade. A, what? If you show this to fifth graders, you're gonna have bring a mop. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of boobs on screen. <laughs> and a sign-up sheet for robotics club. <laughs> <laughs> and the one kid with the poofy hair's is like, "Is there an evil robotics club?" <laughs> there is now. Sign there is sheet. now.
1: <laughs> yeah do it see it it's on amazon prime right now if you got amazon
0: prime <laughs> then the science teacher's like well you know technology isn't inherently evil so i guess sure <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> what could go wrong <laughs> kid
1: just watches Runaway and evil robotics club we mm-hmm. just watch this over and over again
0: All right, well, that's our show Uh, for Tucker. I am Sam. Next week, Tucker will be coming back, and we'll be doing the other Michael Creighton film that I find kind of puzzling, Looker. Tucker, give us a get to the chopper.
1: Get to the chopper!